Hey there, welcome to Morning Manna. I'm Pastor Greg, thanks for joining me. We're working our way through the Psalms. In John 16, towards the end of that chapter, Jesus said something interesting. He said, in the world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And so once again, in Psalm 55 today, we, we find David having trouble, <laughs> trouble in life. There's people who are plotting against him, including his son, primarily his son. And so uh, there's much to be gleaned from Psalm 55. So let's begin. So the first thing I want you to notice is David's cry in verse 1. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not yourself from my plea of mercy. Attend to me, answer me. I'm restless in my complaint and I moan because of the noise of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they drop trouble upon me and in anger they bear a grudge against me. So David is, he's crying out, you know, prayers in distress, um, uh, the most effective prayers are crying out, are coming from that place of, of how, you know, we are experiencing the moment. And, and David is saying, man, I'm, cr I'm crying out. I'm moaning inside. Ah, I can't believe this is happening. And he's, he's letting that out to God. And, and he's saying that the oppression of the wicked, I mean, how is it that... That wicked people with, with evil motives can get away with this stuff. And it's like they're dropping trouble on me. I mean, gravity is in their favor. You know, they're using it to drop trouble upon me. So David cries out to God. And secondly, I want you to notice David's emotions. Verse 4, my heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. Wow. I mean, David is articulating his emotions um, in such a powerful way. My heart is full of anguish. It's just... It's, it's all turbulent inside. It's not settled and peaceful in there. And, and the terrors of death, like all of a sudden, I'm afraid. I'm being terrorized by death. I could die here at any moment, and, and, and I'm terrorized by that. Rather than being confident and assured, I'm, I'm terrorized about it. Fear and trembling, they've come upon me. And horror, as a result, horror. Now we get that, right? Horror, I mean, we have a whole genre of movies, horror flicks, that are designed to terrify us. And David is saying, well, that's overtaking me. It's coming upon me. And so David, he's showing us, really, how to articulate our emotions to God. And maybe we don't have the vocabulary, but, 
but we have the emotional uh, vocabulary for sure. We, we f- will feel the things that David was feeling at this moment if we go through life long enough. And so we want to be able to express those things to God. Now, the third thing I want you to see is David's natural tendency. His natural tendency, verse 6. And I say, oh, that I had wings like a dove. I would fly away and be at rest. Yes, I would wander far away. I would lodge in the wilderness. I would hurry to find a shelter from the raging wind and tempest. Oh, man, my life is so turbulent and and difficult right now. I wish I could just get on a plane and go to a beach somewhere tropical and just sit on the beach and forget about it all. I mean, I just want to turn on the TV and watch the Travel Channel and, you know, in these... Uh, beautiful places and just dream about being there and getting away from all this stuff. Have you ever felt like that? David says, oh, I, I wish I could just leave. Listen, that's a common emotion, common thought. David's natural tendency would be to just, just leave, just cut and run. But We don't really get to do that. We have to face it. We have to face what's coming coming at us. Listen, Christian, I I realize that what you're going through now, right, might be really, really difficult. And the tendency inside of you is to, man, I I just want to get away. I just want to run away from this. I I want to fly away, like David said. But notice next David's request. Destroy, O Lord, divide their tongues, for I see violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go around it on its walls, and iniquity and trouble are within it. Ruin is in their midst. Oppression and fraud do not depart from its marketplace. So so David, he turns from that idea of I'm just going to run away, I'm going to fly away and just, you know, start another life somewhere. He turns from that and now he's going, Lord, I I need you to go to work here. I I need you to get down to business and divide their tongues. Show that they um, they are not laboring for a righteous cause. And... The, the strife that they've created, the division that they've created uh, is evidence of that. You know, how many times have in my, you know, 30 plus years of pastoral ministry uh, seen this happen over and over again? People that you can tell when people are not trusting the Lord and their agenda is not righteous is because they sow division. They, they upset people. They try and rally people to their cause and try and paint everybody else as being evil. And, and people start to get upset because people are sowing division. 
And so David says, Lord, you see that. And so go to work, expose them. Fifthly, notice David's betrayal. It's not an enemy who taunts me, then I could bear it. It's not an adversary who deals insolent me, insolent with me, then I could hide from him. But it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We used to take sweet counsel together within God's house. We walked in the throng. Let death steal over them and let them go down to Sheol alive, for evil is in their dwelling place and in their heart. So David is no doubt referencing the fact that Ahithophel is one of the key people who are betraying him. Ahithophel. So David is saying, it's not, it's not an enemy who's doing this to me. Ahithophel is my, uh, or at least was my trusted friend, my equal, my companion. Uh, I, I know this guy very well. We have worshiped the Lord together. We have gone to church together over years time, you know, lifting up our voices in praise to God, going through life together. It's him. He's the one who has stabbed me in the back. And so David is devastated by it, obviously. And yet, the back story of this is that Ahithophel had a granddaughter. And his granddaughter was beautiful and lived adjacent to David's palace. And this granddaughter was bathing on the rooftop and she was naked, bathing, and David saw her, and temptation overtook him, and he called for her, and he had relations with her. Now, her name, as you know by now, is Bathsheba, and Ahithophel, I'm not saying this, with absolute certainty, but I'm surmising this from the story, that Ahithophel, when the time came, when the opportunity presented itself to turn coat on David, to abandon David for his son Absalom, and to begin to support Absalom, that Ahithophel found it easy to do because he had been harboring unforgiveness and bitterness in his heart towards David. So I'm not going to argue that Ahithophel wasn't, wasn't some kind of justified in that. Um, but I'm also, I, I can't argue for unforgiveness either. Because the New Testament makes it clear, Jesus himself, if you don't forgive and your sins won't be forgiven you. Listen, this is hard, hard kind of stuff. This is trouble kind of stuff that David is experiencing. And 
that you and I will experience to one degree or another in life. And so let the Psalms help you work through those kind of situations and those kind of chapters in your life. God bless you.